Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Y'all Let's Addressed. I'm your host, One S Jess, and today I am talking about what is going on with Matt and baseball. So basically just kind of giving a little bit of a baseball lesson, if you will, and then explaining what is next. Okay, so full disclosure, Matt and I actually tried to record this episode together and we didn't really know how to feel about it going in. And then after we recorded, we both kind of did not feel the best (laughs) about the episode. And then in true God telling, do not do this fashion, I go to open my laptop to listen back and go through it and it did not record or it did record and then my laptop died and it didn't save it. I'm not sure what happened, but either way, I don't even have that recording to look back on. So wasn't meant to be to publish this with Matt or to do an episode with Matt about this. And, you know, I think, I think for me, the hardest thing when it comes to certain things, I can tend to be an open book and I want to explain all of the information and get everything out there. And I think that comes from just the storytelling part of me of wanting to make sense of stuff or make sure everyone can kind of know what's going on. And honestly, sometimes, and especially in baseball, there's not right times to put it all out there and to talk about certain things that happen throughout Matt's career. And I have to be okay with that and I'm learning to be okay with that and learning that I can still share things even though sometimes it's not the whole part. And if you're confused about what I'm talking about, um, I'll kind of go into that now. So I guess on, let me look back at the exact date. On September 10th, Matt was DFA'd by the Padres and basically what DFA means is it stands for designated for assignment and that is basically when a team takes you off of their 40-man roster and again breaking it down a little bit more than that so the active 26-man roster that you see day in and day out in the dugout at these big league games those are the active guys in the big leagues at that time. And then there is the 40-man roster, and that is basically the entire active roster that players can be called from to be put on the active roster, if that makes sense. So if you're not on the 40-man roster, you cannot be on that active 26-man roster. So you can actually go back and throughout my blogging, and I've even used to do some vlogs as well on YouTube. That's why whenever Matt was put on the 40-man protected by the Rule 5 draft back in whenever that was 2017, why it was such a big deal. Because once you are put on the 40-man roster, you can be called up or down at any time. And so it's a big deal when you're on the 40-man roster. So when you are taking off of the 40-man roster, that obviously is not a very good thing. And, you know, I, I could go on and on about the reasons why and try to justify moves that are made. But the honest truth is, is we don't know, you know, you don't know the business side of baseball and what these GMs are having to, and front offices are having to decide day in and day out. And that's 
hard to swallow you know everyone wants to blame it on one thing and that's performance and I'm not saying it's not that because you look at Matt's whatever less than 50 at bats in the big leagues and yeah his numbers do not look great this year but if you are naive enough to think that it's something like the decision is based on performance alone I don't think that's necessarily fair Matt's been dealing with an injury all year and because of that injury has not been at full strength. He has not felt right all season long. And I'm I'm not trying to make excuses and Matt wouldn't either because you have to go out there and perform. That's your job. But at the same time, there are so many things that go on behind closed doors when you are playing this sport that go into your performance and what happens because of that. And again, I'm I'm not trying to go on a tangent. I I feel like I would feel really weird on this podcast kind of bypassing this whole thing and not talking about it because I also know people that have followed or long on in Matt's career they might not understand entirely what this means and what is next so I'm trying to do due diligence in explaining all of that um, for people that care and want to listen and I also again I want people to know what this career is like because we didn't know. I mean, even when Matt was drafted, we have had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. So anyways, with all of that said, so Matt was taken off of the 40-man roster. He was DFA'd. And so basically what happens after that, and and again, I am not totally sure on some of these things. I am just solely speaking on Matt's experience and the steps that followed for him. And so once he was DFA'd, he was put on waivers. And basically how waivers works in baseball, again, to my understanding, is the worst team to the best team based on the 2021 season, they basically get to go down the line and say they pass on Matt or they claim Matt. And that goes through that entire process. Uh, Matt was not picked up on waivers. And Again, I'm, I don't want to speculate and or try to sound like I'm making excuses for why these things happen. But at the same time, in my mind, this time of year, so again, it was September 10th whenever this happened. If a player is not in your organization by August 31st, they cannot be on your playoff roster. So because of that, teams that are in playoff contention, they're trying to make a playoff push, all of those things, they are not thinking about picking up players at this point because they can't be on their playoff roster. They can't help from help them for the playoffs. So they're not focused on that. So that's whatever, half of the teams in the league. And then the other half is usually this time of year, if you're not in a playoff push, this is the time of year you give some of your younger guys, your prospects, guys that have not had a chance in the big leagues. This is when you're trying to give them a little bit of a runway and you're trying to see what they can do in the big leagues. And again, you know, and also Matt was hurt a lot this year and his numbers don't look good and teams don't really know what's going on with that entirely so it was just the perfect storm of getting DFA'd and clearing waivers this was the absolute worst time of year that that can happen and again and I know I keep saying that I hope it doesn't sound like I'm making excuses but I really hope that this can be coming from a place of me trying to explain something and then the other side of that is you guys are kind of hearing how Matt and I talk through a lot of the business side of this is you're not told anything. You're not told why you're being DFA'd. 
you are not told why this decision is being made. You're not told why you're being activated an option. There is none of that transparency. And so then you're trying to be a professional and you're trying to say, yes, got it. Okay. And move on. But there's always that part of you that is going to want to know why. And then the other side of it is too, is even if you do ask those questions and you do get told answers, it, it doesn't feel like it is the truth all the time. And that that is the ugliest side of baseball is the business side. Obviously, like we're on the player side and, and and that's the hardest part is you feel like you never really get full transparency. And in this case, you know, I think the, the Padres just needed a roster spot point blank. So what happens too is once so if someone has to go on the 60-day IL, their clear their 40-man roster spot is cleared. So and that's what happened in this case. There was a pitcher that's been hurt all year that was on the 60-day IL, and he was ready to be activated. And so he needed a roster spot. The 40-man roster for the Padres was full, and so that was the spot that they wanted to take off to be able to put this pitcher back on the roster. And so, yeah, I mean, that's basically what happened in a nutshell. And the other sucky thing too is I was at a wedding all the way in Maine whenever this happened and I think you know as bad as this is to say I think Matt was kind of expecting it in a way you know sometimes you can read the writing on the wall when it comes to how things are going and you know you're when you're someone like Matt who has always been up and down felt like you were always getting punched in the gut by the business side of baseball you're always expecting the next blow and so he knew that the roster was full and there were multiple guys that were needed to come off the 60 day or there was a guy that they were bringing up from AAA that wasn't on the 40-man roster so a spot needed to be cleared for him too and so, you know, th- not that like you expect it. I think it's just kind of having those conversations and Matt's like, oh, I just don't have a good feeling about this. It just feels like this might happen. So anyways, I was at a wedding and he texted me. I had barely had any service. And then so I'm trying to <laughs> have a good time. One of my really good friends that I grew up with is getting married in this beautiful place in Maine and but also trying to make sure that Matt's OK and that he is being taken care of and helping him and us figuring out the next move because obviously you basically don't have a job anymore but you have or we have a rental that we're paying for in San Diego and all of these different things and you know but we made it through and I was of course devastated that I wasn't here with him but at the same time it it is what it is I was back with him within um, I was back in San Diego on Monday morning because I, I flew back from Maine to Arizona and then woke up first thing Monday morning and drove from Arizona back to San Diego. And that's where Matt kind of had a decision to make. So whenever you are DFA'd and you clear waivers, you are usually just outrighted back to AAA because Matt has over three years of service time. And when a player has over three years of service time, they can basically decide to decline that quote assignment to AAA and become a free agent and so Matt kind of had to make a decision if he wanted to go finish out the trip if he wanted to go finish out the season in AAA or if he wanted to go ahead and become a free agent and I think the the other thing that's important to say here is Matt was going to be a free agent at the end of the season no matter what so 
I think that kind of weighed into the decision as well. There, There's a multitude of things. And again, when we recorded the podcast that we did, and I know I've said this again, and it's so hard to explain it without just saying what it is. So, so it's really hard for me because I feel like I don't always get to be honest, but the truth is, is not everything needs to put be put out there in a public way on why these decisions are made, you know? So I think the biggest thing for Matt on why he made the decision to not go to AAA and finish the season and go ahead and become a free agent is he's been dealing with an injury all season and his shoulder is feeling good. But because of all of that rehab and the constant like, okay, we're swinging. Okay. We're shutting it down for a month. Oh, let's go on a rehab assignment. Then you have a setback and then you get COVID and then you go back out for rehab assignment. And he has just never, he hasn't felt right this entire season. He hasn't felt strong because of that shoulder injury. And he personally didn't feel like going to AAA for two weeks was going to benefit him in any way physically and mentally too. You know, mentally, I think was another big thing. His gut from the moment that he knew he had a decision to go ahead and elect free agency and start the offseason or go to AAA and play two weeks. I think his gut had always been telling him to just go ahead, elect free agency. And again, I hope I'm not coming from a place of bitterness even though let's be honest I probably am in a certain way but when you feel like you have just been taking punch in the gut punch in the gut after punch in the gut from the business side the last three seasons it takes a toll on you mentally and I don't want to say this wasn't a breaking point by any means but this was also and I'm going to say this twice because I think this is super important and it's probably hard to understand in a certain capacity but this was the first decision that Matt has ever been able to make in baseball since he was drafted. Let me say that again. This was the first decision ever that Matt has been able to make a decision for himself in his career. And what I mean by that is, for example, Matt got optioned last year in August. He was hitting something like whatever, 330. And he got optioned because, I mean, I don't want to say service time manipulation, but it was pretty much service time manipulation. And so, you know, whenever that happened, he had to go in the office and say, okay, when am I flying out to Oklahoma City and was in OKC two days later. And that's what I mean by never being able to make a decision for yourself. You're constantly being told, where you're going, what you're doing, when you're playing, all of those things. And so this was the first time. And I think that's also why I made the decision so hard is because you don't want to make a decision that maybe looks bad going into free agency or, you know, Matt also knows how important those two weeks of at-bats could possibly be. But at the same time, when you're kind of able to be in control of a decision for the first time. I just kept telling him and we talked to so many people trying to get their advice and not justifying Matt's decision, but maybe getting a little bit of clarity on him doing the right thing and, and basically came on doing just going ahead and electing free agency. And yeah, for that just to be able to be the first decision I think is just wild to think about but again we know that and I don't want to sound super naive and again bitter towards the business side because that's part of it and and I get it I, I get 
I don't get it. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to say this in the best like competent way is I we know there's a business to it and we understand that. But that doesn't make it any easier. It just doesn't. It never will. And so, you know, I think Matt just felt like for his physical and mental state, the best thing to happen would to be go ahead and get a head start on the off season to get stronger, to get his mind right, to get his body in the best shape and back to being the player that we know that he can be. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are right now. And I hope that I explained this well and in the best of my ability without sounding again too bitter or uh, whatever. I I don't really care, honestly, because that's the other side of it too, is it's really easy for people to have an opinion about something when they have no idea what the heck is actually going on and that goes for both sides right and I think I get so defensive towards Matt and what people say about him and speculate and they say this and that when they have absolutely no freaking idea and I'm gonna use my my one of my cuss words here they don't know shit they literally do not know shit about anything that goes on in this and I will even say that on the other side too on the from the from the business side of it and I think this has helped me so much I used to be that crazy sports fan especially when it comes to Tennessee football that is on Twitter and is maybe just saying outlandish things because we want our teams to win right like I get it but being able to walk through Matt and seeing the professional side of baseball has calmed me down so much to realize that these athletes on no matter what stage no matter what sport there are so many things that are one out of their control and two that are happening that can lead to whatever you want to say poor performance getting released getting sent down on and on and on it's not as cut and dry as they're getting paid a lot of money they should be their batting average should be this and they should not be making this many errors I wish it was I wish it was that simple but it's not and and sorry I'm not trying to go on a tangent here but but that's the other side of it too is not only do people not know but I also know no one knows what goes on in with these GMs and in the front offices and everyone they surround themselves with that have to make the deci- these decisions we don't know what that's like you know we don't and as much as I will always be on the player side of course I don't want to go without saying that we know what's best when it comes to that because we don't and so anyways I hope that wasn't too much of a tangent here but but yeah so basically what's next you know, Matt is going to start, give himself a little bit to reset, and then he's going to start going hard, you know, training, getting back into the right mindset, getting his body right, getting his strength back, and just taking care of himself, and then, you know, it's basically going to be free agency. We obviously don't know what that that looks like. We have never been a part of that before. Uh, I mean, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit excited about it. And meaning, I know it's not going to be easy, but also nothing in this life is ever going to be easy. And, and I understand that. But I am just kind of excited for maybe f- for us to be able to be in the driver's seat with trying to pick what's the next step in Matt's career based on 
what situation might be best. And again, there might be one team that comes and offers Matt something. There may be no teams. Like, I, I don't know. I, we have no idea how that's going to work. We don't know the timeline. We don't know any of that yet. But I am just kind of optimistic in thinking that even though this sucks right now, this could potentially be the best thing for Matt's career. And we won't know that anytime soon, probably. But but yeah, so that's basically what's next. Going to free agency teams can bring offers to the table and don't know what those offers would look like. Could be minor league deals, could be split deals. And so like that basically means, okay, if you're in the minor leagues, you're going to make this much. If you're in the big leagues, you're going to make this much. There could be big league deals for roster spots and all of that. We don't know. Again, we don't know. And so I'm sure I will keep you guys updated as that process starts and gets going. Who how do, Again, I don't even know when that could start happening. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover. And if not, that's what this podcast is for, right? And anyway, so I hope you guys, if you're still hanging in there with me, I appreciate it. And if you have any questions, reach out. You know, I... I love to be able to share even even the suck even though it's hard I I think that I'm kind of meant to be doing this in a way so So yeah if you have any questions or anything please reach out and hopefully after this these last two crazy episodes Things will go back to normal. I have some really cool people that I still want to have conversations with and talk to. And so I'm excited to get back to that. And as always, if you will write, write, I don't know what you'd be writing. Oh, you'd be writing a review, (laughs) rating this podcast, sharing it with your friends, doing all of those things that you do for podcasts. Maybe not these last two episodes because they're a little crazy. But anyways, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.